0: Hey y'all, welcome back to an episode of Slice of Your Life. This is Rach Bedell, and I know it's been the hottest of hot minutes since I have put out a podcast. I had recorded some, and then I was lazy. And so, now that we are in self-quarantine, it is no better time than now to edit these and get them out to you guys. Um, With that said, these next couple episodes have been recorded pre-quarantine and COVID, so obviously if we don't touch on that or talk about things that don't make sense it's because we obviously didn't know any of this stuff was going to happen um but today i have an amazing conversation with two of my favorite people ryan and griffin they are two of my interns back at iowa and they are amazing um we talk about some social media stuff college and going from like internships relationships we do kind of a deep dive into faith while they're in college and then of course we talk about all of the things food iowa city which honestly just makes me want to go out to eat, which is kind of sad. (laughs) But anyways, I hope you guys enjoy this conversation, and not to shatter the glass for any of you guys, but I realize how much I say like, and it's a little painful. So please forgive me. It is something that I will try to work on going forward. (laughs) But anyways, I hope you guys enjoy this conversation with Ryan and Griffin. Okay, well, for starters, since... This is the first time that I'm interviewing two people at the same time. Maybe, like, introduce yourself so they can kind of understand whose voice is here. (laughs) Okay.
1: So my name is Griffin Fellows. Um, I'm the one who's talking about piano. I'm from (laughs) Iowa City (laughs) originally, and then I decided to go to school here at Iowa. Um, I'm in my senior year, and I worked with Rachel for two-ish years in the sports marketing department as an intern, and the rest is history.
2: I'm Ryan, and to distinguish my voice, I'm going to talk in a Jersey accent. Uh, JK, but uh, yeah, no. Um, kind of same as Griffin. I'm literally from Iowa City. Worked with you, Rachel, for a few years. You were my supervisor. I think my first supervisor when I was working with marketing. Um, I think so. Yeah, current grad student and uh, living the dream
1: here.
0: Living the dream. Well, and then, Griffin. You're just a senior, right? You're not a No, principal. I'm
1: just a senior, yeah. I mean, you're younger than Ryan.
0: Okay. Okay. That's what I thought. Well, the first thing that I have to ask, because I've always wondered this, but never ever asked y'all, is like, how the hell did y'all become such good friends? Because for everyone listening, they are like the best bromance ever. Like you. We did yeah. intern awards, <laughs> and they by far were, I was like, best bromance. Couldn't think of anything else to give you guys. But like, I know you guys have common like, music interests, and all you do is quote friends, um, yeah. but <laughs> um, how the heck did y'all, like, get well, some Well, just to
1: preface, we didn't know each other in high school or anything, like, we're both from Iowa City, but we went to separate schools, never really knew each other. Um, I guess we met through the internship, through sports marketing, and then we would just come into the office at similar times during the week and spend a lot of time together through that. And I guess started talking about music, interests, stuff like that. And then it just kind of, it's kind of like funny how far back we kind of sort of not really go. True. Like, we yeah. literally
2: were at the same preschool at the same time and straight up thought the same girl was like cute. <laughs> like, we've had a couple of creepy instances like that where we're just like, wow. Like, but we didn't know. We like know some, like we know so many instances where we were in the same room at the same time. Yeah. And we, it's just funny. So.
0: Okay, so I guess both of you guys start, met each other when you were interning. What, I probably should know this because I feel like I was probably in both of y'all's interviews, but what made you want to intern in like the sports marketing stuff?
2: I have a really close friend named Sydney who was, she had started working with y'all and so that's,
1: that's how I got kind of into it. And then, um,
2: yeah, Griffin.
1: I I, yeah, really I, I found out about the internship through my girlfriend's mom Who knew Kelsey, your our boss now, Um, and I just I didn't have an interview with anyone except for Kelsey. I just had like an informal type thing with her in her office, and then after that, I just joined, worked a couple football games with everyone, and then I just I kind of liked how team oriented the work that we did was, Um, Mm -hmm. and everyone seemed to get along really well and everyone laughed all the time, so I thought that was really appealing, honestly. Uh, but uh yeah it just seemed like a fun culture and Rachel you were great so
0: I jokingly was talking to Brandy earlier about um talking to you guys and she was well obviously ask how they like me and I was like well to be fair Brandy is now (laughs) y'all's new boss and it's very different because she's a lot more um be careful this uh no I'm I'm trying to word this without saying too poorly myself she's a lot more like proactive on helping you guys
1: It's different, but um, at the same time, I feel like you guys are really similar in that you're really not casual in a bad way, but it's really easy to just go talk to you guys. Like we, Ryan and I spend a lot of time in Brandy's office just talking about work stuff and non-work stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of bouncing off ideas from each other. And yeah, it's just a really easy, easygoing relationship we have with Brandy, and she's awesome. So
0: I was going to ask too, like, just in terms of all the internship stuff, like, how have you maneuvered the internship into what you want it to be, I guess? And like just advice for that in general while getting to your near end of college? I mean,
2: yeah, like obviously starting, I didn't really know what I was getting into. I mean, I didn't, I didn't even really understand exactly what marketing in athletics looked like, I guess. And so getting into it, you're obviously doing a lot of different things, but then slowly you kind of evolve and you figure out the things that, really pique your interest and so yeah personally like social media was something that was huge for me and um, I mean I work closely with like the women's gymnastics team as well and that too just both really made me kind of realize that or at least find something that I was really actually passionate about and that I was excited to work or like do work for And but yeah social media was I guess my realm mm-hmm. and kind of what I got out of my first year and a half or so and so now that's kind of where my that's where my vision is kind of going towards as i move out you know move on to the real world i guess and for grad Mm -hmm. school so
0: what about you griff
1: yeah um i guess i did yeah like ryan said i didn't really know what it was going to be like i kind of everyone i feel like everyone i talked to that has been through the internship or has is still in the internship kind of had the same Initial reaction when they saw like a marketing position was open at the university, like, oh, that's really cool. And not that it's not at all, but it, it, cause it is. But um, I think that a lot of the work we do is much different than what people perceive it to be. Not in a bad way. Um, but there's just a lot that goes into what we do. And there's sometimes where we don't have a lot to do, but there's sometimes where it's really stressful. And like you're doing something in front of, you know, 70,000 fans at a football game that people. Pulled- <laughs> People don't really notice until something goes wrong, so you kind of just have to make it right every time. Um, yeah. So that's been it's been cool, and I've also like gained a lot of confidence in myself and in other people just through those experiences. Um, you know, just like maneuvering different types of scenarios on game day and like working with a bunch of different people all the time. But yeah, it's been great overall. So.
0: Do y'all have any moments that like? stick out to you that you're like when you're thinking back on internships you're like this was the coolest thing that happened
2: there is so many things where you just i mean yeah it is it can be stressful and just everything's moving a thousand miles per hour but like you yeah. do kind of find yourself in moments you know there's a ton in kinnick that i can think of that you're just kind of like wow like this is pretty incredible like where i'm standing right now what i'm witnessing
1: um, like the way
2: yeah just like any little tradition and mm-hmm. i you know i just you see everything you see kid captains, the wave, um, just you see these athletes way up close, uh, closer than, you know, people in the stands are seeing them, and just, it just gives you so many different perspectives, and then, yeah, every once in a while, you just kind of catch yourself, and you're like, wow, this is actually pretty cool, you know? Yeah. Like, both of us, we grew up watching Iowa athletics. We always went to games, you know, with our families. as a pretty big part of, I think, our childhood, and so just seeing a different side of it, I think, Oftentimes we can just, I guess, be grateful that we are getting able, getting able, getting the opportunity, getting the opportunity, (laughs) yeah, to see just you know kind of the the behind the scenes of stuff.
0: What would be like since you guys are both in like the I guess Ryan's done with his four years and Griff you're close to being done. Like looking back, what would you say has been like your favorite thing and what's been the hardest thing? And I get like school is hard, but like I'm thinking more of like whether it's, like, transitioning or things like that, like, what would you say, like, would stick out of, like, has been your favorite thing, but maybe also, like, a growing pain, if that makes sense?
1: Are you talking about schoolwork or, like, life?
0: Just college, just, like, the, the four yeah. years of college.
1: Okay. That's a good question. Mm, that's
2: tough, Rachel. <laughs> well,
0: here, what about you?
1: Sorry. Before, yeah, I need to get an idea of um, what... what... Because obviously, I sports, say, so like, was there something related to that? That
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I kind of joke that, like, I blacked out in college. Like, I don't remember anything, really, other than... You drunk. No, I wasn't drunk. I mean, I had dry season all the time, so <laughs> I didn't really drink until... And I didn't drink in high school, so, right. like, I drank a little bit before I was 21, but we had dry season, and then... The last six months of college when I didn't have dry season and I was done with volleyball was like went out way too often those last six months. Like mm-hmm. I had to take extra classes to be a full-time volleyball player, like to be a full-time student to play volleyball. Right. So I was taking a bunch of like BS classes. So the last last six months were like a bender. But um, I mean, I would say like for me... The biggest growing pain that I had out of it that was, like, it sucked, but I learned it was, like, a changing moment for me was relationship-wise. Like, yeah, dated someone for, like, three and a half years of college, and, like, it was, like, an interesting thing, and I feel like I was, thought that I was, like, quote-unquote fighting myself until, like, we broke up, and then I realized how much that relationship, like, I don't want to say mess with me, but, like, how much I had been putting myself into that relationship rather than, like, anything else. So it's, like, it's one of those things that's, like, I don't regret it because I feel like a lot of stuff has happened for me because of that relationship. Like, I've learned a lot. But I also, like, I didn't hang out with friends. I didn't do all this stuff because I didn't really, like, do college until, like, my last semester because I was so obsessed with this relationship. Right. And then playing volleyball, too, had only, like, so many, you know, hours in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say, like, that would be, like, my, like, growing pain, I guess, where it's, like, you don't, like like a hard transitional point for me and then like favorite i don't know i feel like my like favorite moments were like playing at like michigan state in the big basketball arena
2: sure
0: um or like when we like upset purdue volleyball things are the only things that like stick out of my mind or like i mean i did like di so finding like doing all the broadcast journalism stuff but like I don't know, I didn't, like, party, really, so, like, I don't have, like, fun college stories. Well, I mean, you were on
1: a team, and it's kind of like a job, as a lot of people know, so, like,
0: that's understandable
1: yeah. that you didn't have a huge party life, I guess, you know?
0: Yeah. Did that make sense, though?
1: Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, I I guess I just think of, like, at, right after my sophomore year, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine, either a friend or just, like, one of my relatives, I can't remember, but they were just asking me what I was going to do after college and I had no idea and I was like I thought to myself after the conversation I was just like I kind of should start thinking about like being more mature and like not that I wasn't mature in the first place, but I just I never really had that conversation to get me thinking put things in perspective like that, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so I just I started to think about it more and more and like obviously the internship helped like professionalism wise um and that's definitely been super helpful and like on a schedule and like keeping me organized with everything. um So yeah, I guess it wasn't really like one thing. It was just kind of like a, a, pro- a thought process after my sophomore year, knowing that I only had two more years of school left, and I didn't really want to do grad school just because I didn't really like school and I wasn't that into it. Um, and this again, this isn't like I'm not this super mature person now, but. I I think I did, I did mature <laughs> a little bit after sophomore year just due to that conversation and just due to, like, seeing other friends that had stuff figured out and stuff like that. So, um, yeah.
0: And then when did you start the internship?
1: I started at the beginning of my sophomore year. Okay. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was really cool. I wasn't, so I started as an unpaid intern. Um, mm-hmm. I was just trying to, like, get as much experience as possible just because I didn't really know anything about what sports marketing was or, like, how to really... I guess worked with the team, and then I became a paid intern that December. Um, and then I just started, yeah. I got assigned to sport, and then I just started working my butt off and tried to work as much as possible just to gain more experience and meet new people and stuff like that. So.
0: And I will, I will say, I remember when we were like, "Do we pay?" Like we were going through like the transition of like who we can pay and stuff like that, and all of us were like, "So can Griffin get paid yet?" <laughs> really <laughs> we're like this needs to happen yeah i mean <laughs> there's obviously like y'all know i trust y'all i would give you majority of my projects right. but i like you have like the certain people that you know are putting in effort or like actually that you can like give a project to and i don't need to check on it even though i would cuz it's maybe like yeah. you know what i mean like i do, it's out of out of mind yeah. and so we felt like that with like both of y'all obviously and so we were like um let's promote these people nice because well, were you guys you. there when Hayden was there
1: yeah yeah
0: was Hayden started before y'all right yeah I yeah.
2: think he was there a year okay. year or two before
0: us yeah because he was like when he left I was like who's my new Hayden and then like we had you guys and I was like I'm stealing all like every single time I we had good people I'd be like yeah. I get them ah. and I would just bully Mike and yeah. <laughs> bully Mike and Brian and be like nope I get them sorry guys don't care about that's you. funny
1: yeah no yeah and we embraced it so They're right. all yours yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah. All mine until I left. So. Yeah. but you have brandy.
1: Um what
0: about Oh yeah, okay. A, so
1: my sorry to cut you off. Um
0: No, I'm saying I was gonna ask, so keep going.
1: Yeah, so probably my I don't wanna keep talking about the internship really, but I will just because one of the most memorable <laughs> things for me is when um the World Wrestling Cup came to Iowa City. Oh yeah. And I I worked that with Kelsey and Evan. Um and I was pretty much, like, I wasn't really assigned game production, but, like, I pretty much helped produce the whole thing. And mm-hmm. it was super eye-opening and, like, really cool to see, like, like myself. Like, I was surprised at my abilities. And I don't know. It was just really cool. And it made me, like, really excited about the work that I did and made me want to continue to do it. Because I got, like, a lot of compliments on how well it went. Um, mm-hmm. And Kelsey obviously did a great job. And she was I think she was pregnant at the time. But um, I think so. It was, yeah, it was just like a really fun atmosphere and like cool experience to work with such a like large organization and like Olympic wrestling, you know, and I just thought that was like super cool. And like, I was just really proud of myself for doing that. And I hadn't really had an experience like that in college where it was just pretty much like my hard work paying off besides like a test, obviously. But yeah, that's probably my favorite moment in college with either school or internship wise.
0: Ryan, you're up.
2: Um. Well, um, I had a very difficult freshman year. Came in a fresh, or I came in an athlete. Um, and being from town, I started over the summer. Um, it was me and another, uh, another gymnast from Cedar Rapids, who were both. We were the only two freshmen who came in during the summer. The rest came during school. Um, and it was a less than uh on experience over summer i broke my ankle right after like literally the second week of practice um and then mix that with i was living at home i wasn't living with um anyone i wasn't living in the dorms like you know kind of incoming back used to do and so i was just extremely just distant from the team at all times and then i would Mm -hmm. have to do rehab and stuff on my own and just the summer sucked i like couldn't get posted to the team at all. Um, I just felt not included at all. And then um, I guess, so that was just a really difficult beginning and like school hadn't even really started yet. And so once school started, um, I don't know, just kind of a rough first semester, I was obviously got more like into the socializing thing, um, the socializing scene, I guess. Um, I was super intrinsically motivated to like do homework and whatnot in high school like I got great grades and everything but then I don't know I guess I just got really social and my grades slipped a lot freshman year I definitely should not have been in the major that I was which was and human phys and science classes just were not a thing and I was kind of I was kind of <laughs> oblivious to like how poorly I was doing I literally missed the final in a cinematography class and yeah all artists were bad for the semester and then to like Top it all off, like, I ended up getting cut from the program because I was a walk-on, and they just, that's just kind of the way the sport works. They usually bring in more people than their roster can allow for, um, and they kind of use the summer and early fall as a kind of a trial almost. And so, because I was injured for pretty much all of that, I just really, you know, couldn't prove myself. But I have to say, it though, that was the biggest blessing in disguise. I mean, at first, obviously, I just felt completely lost. I was like, you know, pretty much forced out of the out of the sport that I had done for so many years. But it made me realize though, and it made me come to terms with that. I really, I don't think I ever told anyone in high school or anything growing up that I ever really wanted to do collegiate gymnastics. I I just really felt it just kind of came to terms with me that I had kind of been almost like a puppet controlled by others. I was just kind of pushed into everything. Um, pushed into the collegiate scene. And so I think it was good for me. Um, and then, of course, it brought out um, an incredible opportunity. And that is, I was a manager. I got to work with the women's gymnastics team, actually, just kind of funny how that came out to be a thing. But it did. And it was, that's been probably like the best thing that's happened to me in college, no doubt. I mean, I was a manager for three years. And so now I'm still with the program, doing a little bit more different role. I'm a grad assistant technically, but I do mainly like, um, kind of marketing stuff for them, social media stuff. Um, so being able to travel with them, um, and being able to just do that, kind of stay with the sport that I know, but, um, with a different program and everything, it's just, that's been incredible for me. So, so yeah.
0: One thing that I'm so intrigued about is social media with y'all's age. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because... (laughs) it's like a whole nother level because y'all have had it and like I'm like working with high schoolers and they only like Snapchat but they Snapchat video or like FaceTime like they hate texting they only like video with each other or like you know Instagram they all have like 3000 followers because they've all had it since they were out of the womb and it's like when I first got social media you had it literally to like keep in touch with people and now it's obviously like just like the typical highlight reel. So, like, I mean, I know Ryan, you do stuff with social media for like athletics and stuff, but what is y'all's perspective on like social media in terms of like what you use it for or like just your like outlook on social media? Cause I'm so intrigued on like y'all's generation with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a good question. I I like, just to kind of go off of like what you're saying about your the people you work with that always FaceTime and video call and stuff. I think that's like kind of obnoxious. Like if I'm, if I'm walking somewhere and someone's just FaceTiming mm-hmm. someone next to me, like talking really loud, I think it's kind of annoying. Um, mm-hmm. And like, I don't really, I pretty much just text really. Like I don't really use Snapchat that much just because it's kind of, I don't know. I just, most okay. of my friends just text and use group chats. So it's just really easy to use iMessage, I guess. Um, group me too for work is just super simple um instagram i haven't gotten the new update yet where it doesn't show the number of likes um i probably should do that but
0: that's a thing yeah, yeah
1: that's a new thing they were testing it out with like certain i don't know if it
2: was like states or just i don't know certain users but
0: i need to get that yeah so yeah
2: but yeah like social media like i absolutely love it i absolutely hate it like it's so there's so many good things that it can be used for but then there's so much negativity too that is spread on it and whatnot it's so Mm -hmm. it is so interesting to me though like just that it has that much power it's truly amazing and i think that's why i get amazed by stuff too it's just like I, i and how quickly it's evolved too like my goodness like it's crazy but um but yeah I mean, looking at it positively, I think I've explored so much. I've been able to find people and brands and whatever um, that I probably never would have been able to without you know an Instagram ad or something like that or without knowing someone. but um, but yeah, I definitely think it needs to be used, you know there's a good way to use it, there's a bad way to use it. Um,
1: yeah, it's just so interesting. I personally don't use, like, I don't really check Twitter, and I know a lot of people my age do, like, check Twitter a lot, but I don't really, I just use Instagram pretty much. Get all Mm -hmm. of, like, my news, not that there's a lot on there, but I just think it's easier personally to look at a picture and read a small caption than to go through a bunch of ads and retweets and all that stuff on Twitter. I wish I liked Twitter more, because there's a lot, like, there's a lot of, like, sports news that I wish I could keep up on, but... It just gets, like, and I, I sometimes I like, go in these moods where I just don't want to be on my phone that much, and I feel like if I was yeah. like, in Twitter, I would just be on my phone
2: too much. Yeah, there's, like, there's a part of being a human, like, human interaction is huge, so, like, yeah. I would hate <laughs> to see that lost, but, right. um, yeah, again, I think I do, at times, actually, like, feel old, like, with certain yeah. things, with certain trends or something, I'm like, why, like, why are people so fascinated <laughs> by that? And, like, when you talk about, like, Snapchat and stuff, like, I personally don't like Snapchat, really. I just – it's so exhausting to, like, just snap a picture of something. Like, I I don't know. Just I feel like sometimes it's useless and whatnot and – but
0: – Yeah, because I feel like that's, like – I know I don't use Snapchat, but I know, like, Brandy, Trisha – like, a lot of people my age still like Snapchat, but they do it to, like, send out to groups. Like, they kind of use it like Instagram Story. Yeah. But more like the close friends of Instagram story, I guess, right. would be the version of Snapchat. But like Tri- Brandy, as we know, is obsessed with Twitter, but that's also because she's amazing with words. So, like, <laughs> yeah. that's her that's true. prime. Yeah. Um, I know y'all would make fun of me for all of my talking Instagram stories, but. <laughs> Love them. Uh, Keep them oh. coming. I
2: watch
0: all of them. <laughs> but I feel like y'all's generation is so much more like text stuff. Do y'all. Does your generation have the problem of like calling people?
1: Um, I don't, I don't know much, many people that, you mean like just instead of texting, just calling?
0: Yeah, because I feel like mine, I don't know if it's like my generation is pretty bad at calling people. Yeah.
1: Um, I wish I was better at
0: calling that, like, people.
1: Forward.
2: Yeah, it's, especially like relatives. Calling is so interesting too, well like when you compare texting and calling, it's always funny to see just how different people text, you know, with periods, exclamation marks and stuff like that. Cause like, I'm definitely, I want to know exactly without seeing someone's face, you know, you obviously in communicating with them via text or phone call, like you obviously want to get a gauge on what their emotion is, you know? And so mm-hmm. it's tough. Cause like some people just have like weird texting styles where they're just like straight to the point periods. And then you're like, okay, well they're kind yeah. of a, I don't like, they're not giving me a good Maybe, vibe, yeah, you know? yeah and it's it, like so i always try to like <laughs> include either emojis or like exclamation marks at least in my emails too by the way um, <laughs> like just because yeah if i'm not calling them it's i just want to get a gauge on like how are they actually feeling so that's kind of something that i think is <laughs> i guess
1: important to look at but rachel i have a question for you
0: what's that what
1: is your opinion on like I don't want to say burner, but like, um, like, like different, like Instagram accounts. If someone has another Instagram account,
0: Instagram. Like a Finsta?
1: Finsta. Yeah. I couldn't think of the word.
0: It just is weird to me. Like I know some of the athletic teams have Finstas. I know y'all have a group Finsta. Right. um, But (laughs) thank you for bringing um, us out. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say what it was called, but, um, genuinely felt very loved when I saw it. But anyways, um, I think they're a little weird. I don't know. I take it, like, I only really am on Instagram, and I just take it as a sense of, like, y'all know me. I don't really have a filter in any situation, mm-hmm. so, like, social media is just, like, an extension of that, so, like, for Finsta, I don't really get the point of it. I get y'alls. Like, y'alls is funny, right. and it kind of has to be private for a reason, but, <laughs> like, um, I don't understand when people have fake Instagrams. Right.
1: I have like, I, oh. another Instagram account, but it's not really like fake. It's more of like a, I don't want to say art or photography account, but it's just kind of like a, I don't know, like I follow a lot of like brands and like different like celebrities and like stuff like that. So it's just kind of like a separate, more individualized, like personal Instagram account, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. And, and like, so, Ryan, you have one too, right?
1: Yeah, Ryan. Yeah. I have a photography one. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I just think, yeah, it's, it's interesting because, like, I think my freshman year in college, it was, like, a the new wave. Like, everyone was getting a Finsta and just, like, talking crap about, like, people or whoever they didn't want to see their posts on their Finsta. And I yeah. never really got into it. I never really thought it was, like, that funny at all, even though, like, I'd say my sense of humor is, like, like exactly like that. But I just never really wanted to, like, join that wave. And, yeah. and like, last year, I – didn't really think of it as a friend side. I just thought of it more of, like, a personal type of – I don't know. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. No, I do. And, like, I struggle with that with, like, the Slice Baby because I had a Slice Baby Instagram and then I stopped posting on it because oh, yeah, yeah. I al- also want to post all my, like, good food stuff on my personal <laughs> account. Now. I feel that.
2: Yeah.
0: So it's, like, how much – but I know people would, like, legit were, like, stop posting food on your social media. I'm like, then unfollow me.
2: Yeah. I think it's uh, that's also – a big point is, you know, our thoughts on what other people are thinking about us and what we're posting and stuff. And so I think that's, yeah, I mean, I we I think we all probably avoid posting certain things because we think people are going to think we're like ugly or weird, big, different, or whatever, uh, you know, different. those are just. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know why I brought that up, but.
0: No, I think it's an interesting point because it's, like... I understand, like, business accounts. Like, a lot of photographers, like, you know, like, they have their photography from, like, weddings or what model yeah. sessions or whatever. And then they have their personal account. Like, that totally makes sense to me. But I think there's always, like, this fine line of stuff that it's, like... And I got... I started... I switched mine over to insights. And I try to pretend, like, I don't care. And for the most part, I don't. But, like, every now and then you'll look, you know, to see, like, what's... I found that You can see like how many people followed you or unfollowed you, and like, um, I don't. I obviously didn't know beforehand, but like ever since I started posting like face stuff, it's like every week I have like five to like six people unfollowing me. Mm-hmm. But it's also that thing too, where it's like, okay, cool. Like I, you're obviously not one of my good friends if like you care, right? Yeah. Like if you care, like you would have that conversation with me. Well,
1: and I know like a lot of people that actually do have like the followers app. Um, I don't personally. I think it's really dumb because it, it. What
0: is that? It's
1: like it tells you like who unfollows you and like oh. stuff like that. Yeah, and like, just, like I don't care at all about it. I mean, my account's private just because of like security reasons or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But just the fact that people care that much is just sad. And me. I guess my perspective.
2: I used to care, and I used to be like people watchful eye on like likes. And, like, thank God, like, I don't – I've just grown out of that. I don't – if people don't like it, they don't like it, like, yeah, then that's whatever. Like, I'm posting what I want to post. I'm posting what makes me me, what makes me happy, what makes me laugh, whatever. So I think that's good to – and people should be doing that, I think. And then we're talking about, yeah, Instagram removing likes, you know, and stuff and things. I think we get so wrapped up in stuff like that, and so – and that obviously can – Spiral into you know mental health issues and whatnot that some people may have mm-hmm. so yeah. and talking about yeah that side of social media um, So yeah, I'm just glad like personally I Because I used to yeah freshman year or whatever. I think I got Instagram right before college. I did worry about my yeah. followers I did have an app that Right that uh, looked at my account and showed me who one followed me and whatever and then you obviously then followed you there. I mean you yeah. don't know what went to their mind and I like, I don't need to ask them. So right. I unfollow people too, so
0: was there a point where you felt like you mentally had a healthier switch or did you just like a gradual it just kind of like happened without you noticing?
2: I don't really know. I mean, obviously I think in getting to know Griffin more, I think he actually probably was a big reason because I think he's definitely case in point, just like someone who doesn't really care about, you know, what people are gonna think of him if he says something where something acts a certain way or something you know and so mm-hmm. I definitely think my boy has uh and kind of been able to instill that in me too and I kind of yeah I kind of have adopted a similar philosophy and I just don't care <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what you think
0: uh the thing that I know that y'all know I'm gonna ask you about and we we kind of talked about it before this but like both of you guys seem to have similar. I don't know why I'm trying to walk into this, but like in regards to faith, but both of y'all kind of had said like you grew up in it, but then you got to college and it kind of phased out or like just wasn't kept up with because you weren't, I'm assuming, because you weren't like going to church with your families and things like that.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. You said, it. I mean, I, I like, I think you said in your first podcast, you're like a priester type. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And I've heard Christmas that. Easter. I've heard that phrase um, thrown out a couple times before, but yeah, we would pretty much just go to church, like with my grandparents, because my grandparents are really faith-based, and they always urge us to go to church. Um, they go to church every Sunday, that type of thing. But they, we pretty much just went to church when it was convenient. I mean, like, um, I was always traveling for like youth baseball or basketball tournaments um, when I was little, so we didn't really have time to go to church besides Christmas and Easter, Um, and then that kind of just, I guess, I don't know, led me to not pursue it as much in college now. Um, I got confirmed, uh, I was raised Methodist, and I got confirmed at a church here in Iowa City, Um, but then after that, I just didn't really, like nothing really stuck with me, and I never really like went out of my way to learn more or anything like that, Um, but it's definitely Mm -hmm. been on my mind. Um, And as I approach, like, graduation and stuff, it's something I really want to, like, try and work on, is, like, going to church and learning more and, like, praying more and that type of thing. So, I guess that's my history with worship and prayer and that type of thing.
0: Would you Um, say that, like, like college makes it harder? Like, I mean, I know some people, because I didn't have faith in college. Like, I came to it this year. So, like... I know some people say it's obviously hard because, like, outside of, like, the, like, drinking and sex and, like, you know, like, everything's at your fingertips in college. Mm-hmm. And so it makes it a lot easier. But, like, do you think it's just that people – I know you, like, weren't, like, religiously going to church. But, like, I'm just curious because you always hear about, like, you know, like, like high school. So they're trying to do, like, faith that lasts. Like, they're trying to do stuff that, like, ingrains it in people. Right. So when they go to college, it just is, like, I don't want to say it's habit, but it's, like, something that you're wanting then. Yeah. But, like, I'm just curious as if it's, like, a pressure thing, too. Like, it's not, quote-unquote, cool to, like, go to church or, like, no, it makes it so hard in college. It's
1: definitely, like, um, I don't think it's looked down upon at all. I think, if anything, it's, like, wow, you go to church, like, good for you type thing. Um, and I think a lot of the reason I haven't gone in the past or, like, during college is none of the people that I've really hang out with it closely or that motivated to go either and just like not to sound bad but just like after like a Saturday night of like doing whatever like partying or just staying up super late it's kind of just hard to get up and go and just the motivation mm-hmm. isn't there um and especially if you have a bunch of homework or anything um but I do hang out with some people um some of my really good friends are super faith-based and they always go to church every Sunday um, and I've thought about going with them a couple times, but again, that just kind of just hasn't worked out, I guess. So, um, but yeah, no, I think it's definitely something that people always try and do, but it just doesn't work out for one reason or the other, you know. I, well, personally,
2: like I, yeah, I grew up. My family um, went to church in Iowa City. We were, I was raised Lutheran. Um, we, yeah, we would just go regularly. Um, it was an everyday Sunday or every Sunday thing, um, but. Yes. In college, it has. I do feel bad. I mean, I, I have let it slip a little bit and ask my parents. I mean, I, I almost like loved going to church. I would always tell my parents, I don't know, for whatever reason, I would always talk about my like future as a, as a husband, as a father and whatnot. And I would always tell them that I wanted to mm. make sure I married, a, <laughs> I married a, did you hear that? Yeah. for you later but you're, uh, good. you're good i just always told them that i wanted to make sure my wife was a lutheran or just went to church because i wanted to make sure and i still do value this i think it's important uh for kids to kind of grow up with that i think i absolutely thank my parents that they took us to church my brother and i um and it's something i ob- obviously want to carry out when i eventually have kids but uh yeah, I mean, it's been difficult with college, I especially this last year or so, freshman year. I mean, I went to many, many a Saturday night parties, but would wake up early enough to go to church. Um, but it's been difficult uh, consistently going. Um, I personally just, I don't, I don't know why, I just, I guess I feel uncomfortable going alone, but I definitely only go when my mom goes. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, you can blame a busy schedule and whatnot, but, um, right. yeah. but yeah, I mean, there, I can obviously make it work sometimes and I just don't. And so I do feel bad about that. I guess more recently I've had a little bit of a um, kind of awakening, I guess. And like, just with my dad's side of the family, we've had a couple things happen this like last fall and actually last week at our Thanksgiving, um, or two weeks ago at our Thanksgiving. I mean, my dad's family, we never we never pray or anything before a meal or anything. My mom's side, yes, we do, but um, it was interesting. Uh, we were all together, my dad's side, and we prayed for like the first time ever. And I mean, that just kind of like has stuck with me since then, and then really. Mm-hmm. Kind of motivated me again not to say that it was like a lack not to say that there's a lack of motivation but um whatever you want to call it i think it's obviously now more in the front of my brain that i still do value faith and everything and i just would like to make sure that i can you know find more time to think and practice it
0: i'm curious because both of you guys said the words And I say this, too, so I'm just curious your perspective of, like, you, quote, unquote, feel bad. Yeah.
2: I just feel like I had a lot of, like, good Christian kid morals growing up. Like, (laughs) I I was never into, like, drinking growing up. Like, I hated, I would always tell my parents I would never drink a day in my life. Um, That has since changed (laughs) since coming to college. But I guess, um, I guess kind of, like, keeping that my younger self in mind, like, not wanting to disappoint him, you know? I feel like that's where mm-hmm. kind of guilt, quote-unquote, comes from. And just, that's something I've always wanted. And it's something I still do want, but I feel like it's just not as, um, not as prominent now. But again, it's yeah. still there. Like, but I just feel like guilty that it's not as um, relevant, I guess, um, in my kind of like almost everyday thinking, I suppose.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd probably say the same thing about younger self. Um, my grandparents always loved when, I was, when we went to church with them, and it always made them so happy, and I think me not going to church, I think about that sometimes. I'm like, not that I'm disgracing them, but I just, like, like the amount of, like, joy and happiness that it brought them, like, it, I feel like it could bring me, and like, I just feel guilty that I don't have the motivation to go. Mm-hmm. So I just, I want that motivation but sometimes it just isn't there. I don't, yeah, I don't know. It just, sometimes I just feel like it would make me more, not humble, but it would just put things in, like, more if I went and I get to this point with myself that I don't go because I just, yeah. I've never had a bad experience in Obviously when you're little it's not like sitting through an hour-long service it isn't that entertaining for most people. Yeah. But, but I think now that I'm older and I've gone through some things, just personal life and college life and stuff like that i would just be able to understand things more and Mm -hmm. i i just want to start going more
0: i'm curious too because like i've met with some high schoolers you know and like um at this one church and they like are 16 to 18 getting into new college and like their whole thing is like at their church is like the, a faith that lasts like that's the, the whole like pastor's mission mm-hmm. and so i'm just intrigued of like how it goes to college because i know like i had some people in college that really tried to push it on me because i was not a believer at all and it just like made me like want to run away but it seems like you guys have had like good healthy relationships with it it's just a matter of like this is like a season or a phase that like you're in right now yeah but I think knowing that like the backing is there is like honestly like the most important part
2: yeah Mm -hmm. I was gonna say like too like being in college I mean it's just so freaking scary like you obviously don't know that's just the scariest thing you don't know what you're gonna do like yeah and so I feel like obviously faith can be tested there in that Mm -hmm. like I literally you just want your prayers to be answered you know and yeah. but I guess it's good keeping that you know thought that there it'll all work out somehow whether it's the way you envision it or not there is a plan for everything and yeah mm-hmm. I think I stay by that or you know I stay true to that I still trust that so that's helped me even though I don't I don't feel as connected I guess I still mm-hmm. do kind of obviously like leave and
1: frost i
2: guess I mean,
0: that's good yeah. isn't that the bet it's the best and the worst part is like he does have everything figured out and he has a plan <laughs> but it's also like can i like see a little yeah, bit yeah it's of like that? can like, i keep right.
2: it like yeah. dude
0: <laughs> i just want to peek like am i on the right track or not yeah, like seriously uh, help me out a little.
2: Yeah, like, in determining, like, you know, where we want to live and stuff and find jobs and look for jobs, what jobs we should be taking, looking for. It's just, like, right. it's so scary, yeah. but no matter what ends up happening, what I, what we end up doing, like,
1: yeah, it'll, it'll take
2: us to wherever. It'll take us to where we're supposed to be, so.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. And not to get, like, dark, but, like, also family deaths, too. Like, I lost my first grandparent this past summer, and during that, like, I was I would like pray about it but I didn't really know like what I was like I just didn't feel very connected because I hadn't been like I guess using my faith or practicing my faith for so long that I just felt so like I didn't know what I was doing you know what I mean mm-hmm. and um I think after it was my grandma who passed away it just kind of put things in perspective and lately I've been telling myself more like everything happens for a reason like there's just a bigger – there's a huge world out there, and things are – like, little things that I think are a nuisance to me are so small compared to the big, like, problems that face – that everyone faces, you know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. no
0: well, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, okay, the last thing that I want to talk about is food. Yes. You know I'm going to ask you about the slice, but – what are I mean I know you guys have traveled like a little bit but like favorite food places in Iowa City favorite food places in general
2: oh, Yeah I love this right. <laughs> I Should have prepared because like I definitely don't want to like
0: you You knew that I was gonna ask you about food Come Yeah but on. not
2: like listing good places
1: Holy moly that's tough I don't want to so, like miss one I'm gonna go in order
2: of no like, one's,
0: like
1: I'm you gonna go like a day word. if I could eat out anywhere like breakfast lunch and dinner like where I'd go in Iowa City Is that good <laughs>
0: Perfect. Okay. That's perfect. So breakfast.
1: That. Um well I guess my favorite thing to eat for breakfast my mom, is my mom's breakfast casserole. But <laughs> if I had to pick a restaurant, I would go to definitely Bluebird. I knew I love, you were gonna say Bluebird. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's a staple in Iowa City. Um because I love their French toast and their almost really good. Lunch, uh great lunch buffet. Cool. Oh, we've been out yeah. really recently. They have like really good, um, chicken lips. For those of you that don't know, it's like a really big chicken tender with let's well, like deep fried and smoke or soaked in like Buffalo sauce,
0: <laughs> yeah. like absolutely drenched in Buffalo. Sauce. And
1: you think it sounds gross, but it's actually really amazing. And they also have good salad soups on the buffet, um,
0: uh, sesame green beans.
1: Yep. Spring roll, anything, um, it's just really good all around, all the food there on the buffet. And then dinner, wow, that's actually, mm-hmm. I'd probably have to say Stella. Um, oh. Because they have a really, like, big menu, and I've never yeah, had it. You. They have, like, Cajun food, they have burgers, they have pizzas. they have salads, you know what I mean? Um, yeah.
0: For Do you like Stella over shorts?
1: I think so, just because of the bigger menu, yeah. Like Shorts has always, like, been the classic for a burger because the burgers are so good. But, so, yeah, yeah. that's for y'all that, I
0: was going to say, for y'all that don't know, Shorts and Stella, they're all owned by the same person. But, like, Shorts has, if, I'm going to throw out a number, like, 20 different types of burgers.
1: Yeah. Yep. Around uh,
0: that. And then, like, they can do crazy stuff. But their chili cheese fries, y'all, Yeah, so yeah they pretty special. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, Ryan, can you do breakfast, and dinner? Yeah,
2: I'll attempt. Um... Oh, golly.
0: Breakfast.
2: Um, I don't, would you consider this breakfast? There's a little crepe shop, crepes deluxe.
0: Oh my gosh, totally. Like,
2: that's, I mean, that's just good and (laughs) all that. That's like a little spot. I don't know how many people know about that. I really don't feel like a lot of people know about it, but.
0: No, because it's like, it's like tucked in like, uh, kind of around the corner from Bread Garden, right? Yeah
2: really small like not really yeah i just don't know how many people know about it it's like right outside of like the main you know district pet mall area so i don't know but and i haven't been there in forever but like that's just a small little quaint place that's always just kind of nice to hit up um so i guess if you consider that breakfast sure um sure where else lunch I'm not going to say grays, but, like, totally grays. I'm definitely, like, always down. (laughs) So, since Griffin already said that, I won't say that. Um, Shoot. Um, My goodness. I I
1: would... Huh?
2: Oh. I mean, I'm always down for, like, shorts. I guess I go to shorts more um, than Stella, but um, always down for shorts. And then... I mean, your boy loves a good, like, sophisticated place to get a nice drink. So I would say, like, Social Club, Clinton yeah. Street. Yeah. Oh, That's just a vibe so unlike any other kind of in the area. And just I just always love getting, like, an old-fashioned there. And then I, I would have to say they probably have the best burger. They have, like, a single burger on their menu. Yep. And I think it's just delicious and I live by that and so that place that's a spot so
0: two things for Clinton Street or social club I, you, you called it social club and I was kind of confused at first mm-hmm. one did you know it's the same owner as Marquee and Lavacina yes
2: I knew that I feel like someone okay. told me that but yeah. fun
0: two have you ever done their happy hour
2: yeah the- oh my
0: gosh old fashions are like 350
2: yes three yes three dollars it's amazing
0: Okay, now I have to ask because you guys are college kids. Favorite bar and favorite late night food?
1: Okay. Yes. Good topic. Good topic. <laughs> favorite bar in Iowa City? Um, my favorite bar in Iowa City is DC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yep. Might be an unpopular opinion, um, but they always have the best music. They have two different bars, they have popcorn, they usually have good drink deals. So I think like it's easy to get a drink there, so that's that takes a cake for me. It's Fun fact about DC's and I just I dunno, I just think
2: it's cool. My dad, when my dad went to school here in the eighties, DC's was a Burger King, so
1: What? Yeah, and
2: then Brothers was a Hardee's.
1: That's weird. Whoa. So
2: yeah, that's rando, my body. rando fact of the night. So speaking of food, like I haven't eaten in many hours, so I'm starving right now. But You're
0: starving. Okay. Well then I will get you your one last question. Yes. Your very last question is, what's your favorite slice?
2: Okay, I have a cheese problem. I do not like cheese. Um, on Well, like, I'm just so weird. I mean, I can't. This, again, would be another hour-long conversation, but I'm weird with certain things. I'm, like, self-diagnosed lactose intolerant, but, like, I'll eat things with cheese, and it just depends how much cheese. The ratio has to be enough so that, like, I can't taste the cheese. But, I mean, pizza's whatever, but... I mean, I'm all, I'm in all like, all meat. Like, get me that bacon. Get me that sausage, pepperoni. Okay. For sure.
0: Have you had the Falco at Marquis?
2: Um, uh, I've had that one's good. I don't know. I had one that had like honey on it, and my God, that was so good.
0: That's the Sweet Angelo. Okay,
2: then that one was amazing.
0: But the Falco is just a tomato base and has like sausage on it, and then it just has like shredded. Um, not even shredded, like, very lightly dusted parm on it, so there's, like, hardly any cheese. Cool. What's it called? So, Falco. The Falco. Okay. Yeah. My so there you go. Okay, fine, you don't love pizza. It's fine.
1: Yeah, the little point of the show is slicing. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> the whole point of the show is this one question. You, you can failed. delete everything we talked about. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: um, okay. okay, Griff, don't let me down.
1: My slice. So, <laughs> First of all, I love, I love thin crust.
0: Ooh, yeah. Okay. I'm a thin Ooh, crust
1: guy. Um, I think crust can be really overpowering sometimes. Like, if you get a rising crust, like, it just takes all the flavor away from the whole pizza. Um, but I think that if I were to pick out a favorite piece of pizza, um, I don't want to say supreme, because sometimes supreme pizza can get too busy. Um, mm-hmm. So I like to do a thin crust piece of... Sausage, onion, black olive, and green pepper. Grow Okay. <laughs> yep. I don't like, because I like how um, the different flavors mesh with each other. And I think that sausage is really good for um, those like sauteable veggies, if that makes sense.
0: <laughs> I am like, I did not know you were this big of a foodie. I don't know how I, we've never bonded over.
1: Massive that. foodie, Rachel.
0: I'm very sad that we've. That we're, I'm just now learning this about you.
1: Eats everything. Yeah, I no, yeah, I haven't met a food that I don't like. Like I love food. <laughs> it's really good.
0: Preach. Yes. Preach it. I appreciate you guys, and now you can go eat since I know you're hungry. about <laughs> yeah. Food for like 15 minutes. We but appreciate- let me know what you get because I'm jealous.
1: No, seriously, yeah. We appreciate you. Yeah, we love you. you. This was really awesome. Love you. I want to thank you for allowing. Me- At first, I thought it was a joke when you asked. <laughs> like do it but then i got really into it once we started talking about like topics and stuff like that um but yeah no thank you love you miss
0: you Ugh, i seriously love and miss those kids so freaking much i hope you guys enjoy that conversation um and love them as much as i do and i hope you guys are doing okay i hope you're staying safe and sane and happy and healthy i know this is a really weird time super uncharted territory for all of us but I think that we can also look at this time as a really big blessing and just sit in it and really press in to slowing down and, you know, taking what we learned from this time of being still into the chaos for whenever we are allowed to go back into this crazy thing we call life. But anyways, I hope y'all are doing well. Love you. And that's it for this episode of Slice Up Your Life.